The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. My very special guest today is Jean Mallett from the Office of Student Inclusion and Diversity. She's been with MCW for nine years, always in the Office of Student Diversity. She's a program manager and committed to students walking in the fullness of their identity. She's climbed the Great Wall of China and took a slide down the other side. She is married with a seven-year-old daughter and a fish named Nickelodeon. I hope you enjoy this episode. Be well. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jean. I usually start off each episode with asking our special guest, what's one way that you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently? Oh, I love this question. Um, I'll be honest. I think that I have tried to maximize um, working from home and really honoring myself with at least a daily walk. That's something that I haven't um, been able to do historically, but working from home has allowed me, allowed me that opportunity and afforded me that grace. Um, and I find it to be one of the highlights of my day. So I say seven good things each night with my family. So each night before we go to bed, and typically this is at my daughter's bedtime, we each go through seven highlights and good things that happen through the day as a way to affirm, you know, positive experiences over the day. And I can tell you that has also been a remarkable way for me to be reflective and to think about the good things and not get consumed and maybe some of the things that might have happened over the course of the day. Um, and I can tell you with certainty walking typically ends up in there because it's a it's a time for me to be alone with my thoughts and catch some vitamin D and have some some good alone time as well, in addition to just taking care of myself. So love the question. That is so great. So it sounds like definitely attitude at the end of each day, which is so powerful. I think so much more powerful than we generally give it credit. And I am also a daily walk person. So I definitely get the power of that. What do you think, Jean? What will you do when it starts to get colder? Are you a bundle up, bundle up and go in the cold? <laughs> Probably for a while. Um, so last year I did, I continued to walk for as long as I could, you know, when the weather conditions allowed. And I'm fortunate to have a treadmill in my basement that doesn't get as much love and attention as perhaps it could or should. Sure. Um, but then during those months, um, I kind of turned to that. So I've been trying to maintain, honestly, it's been a wonderful way just to get out of the house too. You know, in addition to just doing something for myself, it certainly has allowed for just time to escape the, you know, routine of working from home and being at home working. So. <laughs> right. It's a walk is really multifaceted, right? It's like adding in some work-life balance away from the work because I think that line has become very blurred since uh, COVID-19 but then also you're moving your body you're getting outside like you said like getting some vitamin D like there's so many benefits to making time for walking I love it absolutely so could you give us just a high level description or overview of the office of student inclusion and diversity Certainly. So really worked closely with students who identify as underrepresented. Most often it's been, you know, called URM, underrepresented in medicine. But as our office has expanded and grown, 
um, we've certainly recognized that we can't apply the medicine term to the school of pharmacy or the graduate school. So we're much um, more thoughtful in using URG, so underrepresented groups, mm -hmm. um, and working with students who identify as underrepresented, really, so that they can feel their wholeness and fullness as they're training at MCW. Um, but recognizing, too, that we need to be diligent and intentional about teaching and providing programmatic opportunities for learners at large to understand what it is to be an inclusive environment, whether that's for your visible or even, you know, hidden identities or the ones that perhaps you just aren't quite comfortable sharing yet. We want to be sure that students feel whole at MCW. We want to be sure that they feel included, that they feel respected, and that they feel that they have a system in place that's really looking to support who they are. So, um, whether that's through workshops that we put on, whether that's through our, our programming for, you know, pre-matriculants um, all the way down to the middle school level, um, we are really gearing our institution and our programming to be an inclusive initiator, right? So we want mm -hmm. people to feel that they are able to intersect with our office in a way that would allow them to be fully themselves once they get past our office and through other entities within the institution. So it's a lot of fun to work in our team. I think we're full of innovative people who want to really change how students move through the institution and through their training. And we serve as confidants. We serve as celebrators. That's probably my favorite role, if I'm being honest. Um, totally. Students, yeah. Students have so many wins that I don't think we spend enough time just sitting in, acknowledging and celebrating. So that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but students can plug in, you know, to our office. We really look for student feedback, to be honest with you. And I don't know that students recognize this through our Kaleidoscope series. We want students to provide us direction on the topics, on the populations that are really important to them. So we definitely want students to plug in that way. Of course, they can get engaged with serving in SHIP, uh, one of our student orgs that works with our Step Up program. I love medical students, especially those between their M1 and M2 year um, for their summer, because I like to hire medical students to teach one of our summer programs. So that's another tremendous opportunity to engage with our office. But again, what we do, what we put on, the programming that we develop, is really always with the mind and the spirit of the student in mind. So. So great. Such important work. And I think as we define wellness as holistic and being your whole self, like you were saying, clearly our offices intersect greatly, right? And one of the reasons why we're talking today and mm -hmm. um, I invited you to be on the podcast. And I think well-being is clearly a primary focus of the Office of Student Inclusion and Diversity and the way that, you know, supporting students in a way they can be their whole selves and thrive mm -hmm. while at MCW. It's really amazing. Thank you. How Thanks. have you seen students that you've interacted with take care of themselves or promote their own wellness? You know what I think, and sometimes I've seen students struggle with this and, and you know, that's just being honest. Um, and I really try to have candid conversations with students and encourage that, that they take more time for themselves. And, and for those that I've seen do it really successfully, it's sometimes things that feel a little more simple, right? They might do food prep, right? So they might do meal prep on a given day. And mm -hmm. that can certainly reduce 
you know, time spent trying to figure out what to eat, when you're going to eat, and is it going to be healthy? Are you going to feel guilty about it afterwards? Right. Um, Right. But one of the things that I love, to be honest with you, is when I know students are struggling and that they take the time to identify a therapist and they find a way to really be honest and fit that into their schedule in a way that honors who they are and gives them space and opportunity to reflect on the thing that you know they want to explore with that therapist. I love that because I think it really gives the students permission to prioritize themselves in the midst of all the things that they're managing. Um, they find time to balance that and bring that into the scope of all the responsibilities that they're managing. And of course, I know students who have done, you know, tremendous things like boxing or preparing for, you know, marathons and, you know, a lot of um, different activities that are more activated and exercise related. But then I know students who just don't negotiate things like getting their nails done, right? Like they just want to do something that makes them feel good and feel good about themselves and how they step into the world. So um, I think it runs the gamut. But if I'm being honest, when I know students perhaps are just struggling a little bit with trying to figure out time and balance and all the competing priorities, when they pause and allow themselves to be prioritized in their own like never-ending list of things, I love when they're they're choosing therapy and ways in which they're honoring themselves. So that formal support can be so crucial. How have you seen students support one another? I love, you know, some of our like big SIB kind of programs that we have. I just think the, you know, big SIB, little SIB model works well. And I think there's some variations that fall off the radar a bit um, that maybe not as formalized. But I think those times in which students kind of link up with each other and they just share some real um, experiences and help one another navigate, I love that. Um, I know that across some of the student orgs, they facilitated some um, more social gatherings and events. And honestly, that's some of the space in which I feel students may struggle from time to time is really just having social outlets. Um, So I love when I hear about, you know, little situations and things that are happening. I think those things are important and they're absolutely ways in which students need to connect with one another and establish relationship outside of the formal study kind of capacity, right? Like just being who they are, having fun, enjoying life out with one another. I love the social interaction that our students bring to one another because I think it's very easy for students to negotiate that piece with themselves. Like they don't have time for fun because if they're not studying, they should be doing something in preparation for study. So I love when they allow themselves, you know, the opportunity to just have fun in a social setting and dynamic. Yes, I think I think this isn't the first time, first of all, that this has come up in an episode of the podcast, right? Like this idea of how connectedness is so important and mm-hmm. that it doesn't always have to be like a formal support group, right? There that and it can be very valuable in its own way but then just connecting with others and having an opportunity to commiserate and enjoy each other and have fun and all these things can just be so so powerful and I've heard I've heard students say you know who might have been struggling to make those connections that it can be difficult the the medical school or pharmacy school or grad school aspect is really taking up their whole world Right. Mm. And so being able to have something that creates some balance. 
fun. <laughs> um, what is, if you could, I'm sure you have more than one thing, Jean, but <laughs> what's a one you would really like, let's say first year underrepresented students to know or to remember, um, whether it just be a tip or something specific about your office or MCW resources, what's something you hope remember beginning their journey? This is a heavy hitter, and I'm going to try to keep it to one thing, simply because I I want to honor the question, and I really want to be thoughtful in, in recognizing that for me, I want students to remember, and specifically our first years, that they're supposed to be here, right? Mm-hmm. That they are important, that they are supposed to be here, that their entree into you know, medical training was ordered, right? Like they were destined for this route and I'm, I'm excited about what they're gonna bring to medicine and that they're necessary. They're so necessary to deliver the care that um, we're seeking, you know, in the community, they're, they're so important. And I don't want them to forget that they are supposed to be here. And, and be here can mean many different things, right? Be in medical school, be on be on this path for you know training and to become a physician be here in terms of filling this void and this gap that you know has existed for so long they are so important and necessary i love it i love that message and i think unfortunately so easily forgotten at times right we know that students struggle with imposter syndrome and all sorts of uh insidious cognitive distortions and challenges just being grounded in that that i'm i'm supposed to be here is so Mm -hmm. powerful and amazing if students are so inspired conversation gene what's the best way they can reach you or where can they find you yeah, certainly. Um, I love connecting with students. I love meeting. You know, if I was on campus, absolutely pop in and pop by. Um, I'm actually quite accustomed to having an office full. I miss that. But while we're still, you know, in Zoomlandia, um, scheduling some time, whether, you know, that's over Zoom or Teams is probably the best thing for us to do. And the easiest way to reach me is email at this time. And my last name is Mallet, M-A-L-L-E-T-T. Jean, first name. So just search me in Outlook and I'm happy to connect. I try to be as responsive as I can um, and schedule as quickly as I can because I know the time with the students is so precious and they don't always have as much as, as they think they probably deserve, which I totally understand. I feel the same way about myself. <laughs> Sure. And I will go ahead and put your email in the show notes as well. So if anyone missed the spelling of your name or anything, it will be in the show notes of this episode and you can find Jean's email there. So thank you so much, Jean. I really love this conversation. I have a hunch that this won't be the first conversation you and I have on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to continuing our collaboration and thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Carrie. This was so much fun. Um, And I look forward to any future opportunities to connect with you.